That's a group called Versus with their song Neighbor cool on song. Victory 91.5. Yeah, you add all of the music. You actually wear a lot of hats around here. I do. Love the music. Absolutely love it. And, you know, right now we're talking about Passover and we're all learning, you know, brand new things. Maybe this is something that a listener has never you know, studied before or heard about before. That's why we do this. You know, we're really serious about the Jewish holidays here because as a Christian, oh my goodness, learning about Jesus as a Jewish man and why he did the things that he did, it just changes, it really changes your life. It really does. It opens up the Old Testament for sure. So you learned something new while you're studying. I learned something new this morning. (laughs) Um, We were were talking about the Haggadah. That's right. Which, explain that really quick. So it's the, you, when you do a Passover Seder, it's, you follow it along and it tells you what the, it's basically the ordering. It means the telling. It's the story of, of Passover. So that's what a, a Haggadah or Haggadah, that's what that is. And I asked you a question. I'm like, that word sounds like an ice cream, the Hagen das Which is why I like a Haggadah. It reminds me of ice cream, yes. And so we looked it up because we weren't sure if they had any... Um, Correlation, sure. And it said that this ice cream company it was founded by two Jewish Polish immigrants in New York. And I learned that I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually started out with three flavors: vanilla, chocolate, and coffee. Wow. And that was in 1976 in Brooklyn, New York. No kidding. So if you don't have lamb to eat tonight, maybe open your freezer. Maybe you have some ice cream and you can celebrate Passover with ice cream. Now, you, okay, for people that don't know, you're my dad. Yeah. And um, you and mom ruined ice cream for me as a kid. (laughs) Yes, You want to tell this story real quick? Well, we were trying, she needed, she was sick at some point and we were trying to give her garlic. We were trying to figure out a good thing to put it in, to hide it in. And so in the worst moment of our life, we put it in chocolate ice cream. And I've been scarred. Ever yeah. since. You didn't eat ice cream for years. <laughs> it was like garlic. Fresh, like minced garlic oh, yeah. or it chopped was, you garlic. Know, it was sharp and you know, it was you know, sour cream. There could have been a million other things to do, but we chose ice cream. Why so, did you do that to me? Uh you know, you eventually overcame, which is good, but it's uh, it was uh, definitely scarring because we were going, <laughs> Are we sure this child is ours? She doesn't like ice cream. If you want to ruin ice cream for your child put garlic well in into their twenties, put some garlic <laughs> in their ice cream as a Okay, but back to Passover. You learned something new as you were studying. I had an old friend ask a question, and they asked it kind of in a funny way. And so I replied, I'm not really sure what you're asking. But in the meantime, before they clarified, I was back looking up, trying to figure out, what are they asking? And I just stumbled upon some things. And every year, I... I study, you know, months uh, for each of these feast holidays because there's always something new that God wants to show you. He he wants to, you know, he wants to open up things to you. And so for me, Passover is my favorite holiday. And so this one was uh, one of the old shadows and types. So I want to introduce you to uh, some of the things of Abram and Abraham that have to do with Passover. The, you know, it was just as this year. Now, one of the basic things, the reason I, I knew it, there'd have some connection to it is Isaac is, a lot of people have considered him a type or shadow of Jesus, right? Because, number one, he's the only son of promise. Jesus, the only begotten of the Father. Isaac, he carries his own wood for his sacrifice. Jesus bore his own cross. Isaac submits willingly to the Father, as does Jesus. But then you run into problems. Uh, Isaac is taken up to be sacrificed on Mount Moriah, which becomes the temple. So obviously, you know, Jesus can't be crucified at the temple. He's got to be outside the city. And Isaac, he is 
spared, whereas Jesus dies. So mm-hmm. it's a real bad breakdown there. So we know Isaac's not a very good picture of Jesus, but what is Isaac a picture of then? Well, Isaac has a son named Jacob who must flee his family. He marries, has 12 sons. God changes his name to Israel, and his descendants are known by that name. Now, was Israel ever bound up, taken captive, but then rescued by a lamb? Yes, they were. And it's called Passover. So Isaac is the perfect shadow and type of Passover. And his story is a very good indirect shadow and type of Jesus on the cross because Passover is a picture of that. So, but here's the fascinating thing. Let's watch this Passover story play out in a bunch of pictures of shadows and types going back through history. We know it starts at creation. Jesus is slain at the foundation. A Passover very present in Noah. And then he gets very active, beginning with Abram. At the age of 75, God tells him to leave his country, moves him to a land called Canaan, who brings Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother, son. But God says, leave. And he makes promises to him and uses the language of marriage, like by blessing him and making his seed into a great nation or offspring. So he's already initiating this unusual relationship. But now look at an interesting Passover picture. There was a famine in this land of Canaan, so Abram goes to Egypt. The Pharaoh takes his wife, Sarah, because Abram says, well, that's my sister. God sends plagues on Egypt until the Pharaoh returns Abram's wife, and then Pharaoh throws him out, and Abram returns to the promised land. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. But that's 400 years before the same picture plays out with Moses with Israel as the bride. Back in the promised land, Abram and Lot split up, and Abram moves to Hebron. Lot chooses Sodom and Gomorrah, you remember that, to live which is filled with wickedness. And we get another amazing Passover picture. The kings of the area that would be known as Babylon, Persia, invade, conquer the south, and take Lot off into captivity. Abram then travels all the way into southern Persia to defeat them and get Lot and his stuff back. Does that remind you of anything? Well, look at the picture. God brings Israel out of Egypt into the promised land, but they fall into sin, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. God often compares them to Sodom when they're in sinning, and they refuse to repent. So he stirs up the Babylonians and King Nebuchadnezzar to conquer Israel, take them into captivity, exactly where where they came from to capture Lot. God then stirs up Cyrus, his anointed, to set them free. God reestablishes Israel in the very part of the land that Abram chose, Judah and Hebron. And that was 1,300 years after Abram and Lot cast that original shadow and picture. So you get a lot of these interesting ones, but... One of the ones I think is really interesting, go backwards again, 1,300 years to Abram. God promises to give him a son and then seals the covenant with a sacrifice, which involves cutting animals in half, God walking between the pieces, ancient way of saying, if you or I break this promise, we're going to be divided in half like the animals. It's a marriage ceremony, basically, till death do us part. So again, God is a husband there. It's also supposed to show that the promise can't be unmade, just like you can't put the pieces of the animal back together. So when God changes this relationship with Abram, was father-son, now it's like a marriage, he immediately introduces the Passover story, this marriage story, and here's what he tells Abram, the plan for his descendants. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be enslaved and mistreated, but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they'll come out with great possessions, and the fourth generation your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not reached its full measure. So 400 years before Egypt, God brings Abraham and begins to start doing Passover kind of things with him. And coming up next, we're going to go back and look 
We know Passover begins in Egypt the date, but it turns out, no, it's before then. Mm. With Abraham. It's a cliffhanger. It is a cliffhanger. <laughs> Blew me away. It's, uh, it's the most unusual thing you'll ever hear. Coming up, I see Zoe worship their song, Caught Air. But first, a word from our morning show partner. Details. The salon for...